Okay. Hello? Oh, yes. Hey, Cam. So how's it going? Good, good. How are you? Going with you? Going good, man. Going good. Just got back from the gym. Two hours. And I got to rest up for like 25 minutes, half an hour, and then head back to work. Oh, but wow. I'm glad to be able to have the time to kind of squeeze this in here before I head out again. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. I really wanted to continue our conversation. Um. Uh, it got cut off. I I just wasn't looking at the clock. I guess <laughs> last time. Yeah, so, I know it can. You can kind of get pretty deep into the conversation, and you kind mm-hmm. of forget to look up and check. So, yeah, it's happened to me many times. So I, I try to be a little <laughs> bit more uh, more aware of what's going on. <laughs> so yeah, how are you liking this co-host feature so far? Um, it's been really great so far. I've um, I've been trying to do it at least once a day with uh, one or two people. Um, and I've, you know, I've been getting on with, you know, people I got on yesterday with a guy from California, um, just, nice. you know, had a g- good conversation. I think it's awesome. Cause it, it, uh, it's an easy way to bring people together and make new connections. And, you know, I, I was able to meet you and it's, mm-hmm. uh, I think it's awesome. I think it's only positive, but I haven't seen any negative sides of it yet, except for maybe some technical things like, oh yes, you know, the disconnecting or, you know, the other person's mic not working or not connecting mm-hmm. properly and then having to end it. And, but besides that, everyone's been super, super positive. So I, I'm loving it. How about you? Oh yes. Yeah. It's like when the, the feature first appeared, I thought, oh, I, I don't know if I'm going to want to do this, but uh, once I started into it, um, it just came natural. Like, um, and it, it just, it sounds better than just me talking on my phone to nobody. It just sounds so much better when you're talking to somebody and you're on the same topic and, and, and you have chemistry with them. Uh, it, it just, it, it just makes my podcast, I feel 10 times better. And, and I got some really good reviews on it. Um, one guy gave me, uh, uh, Capone gave me, uh, the podcast of the weekend award and b- because of the co-host feature. Oh, and, wow. And he said like, he really enjoyed the conversations I had and, and, and he put it out there on his podcast that, uh, I deserve the, the podcast of the weekend award on anchor. So yeah, that, that was awesome. I did not expect that. <laughs> um, and, uh, yeah, I definitely profusely thanked him <laughs> for that award and and i did get a few new favorites uh, based off of that uh award he gave me so um yeah it's it's been very good um i just got a, off a, a call with uh, kevin touch and uh, we had a long conversation our first uh conversation on on anchor and and it went really well so yeah i'm i'm I feel like i'm on a roll on anchor lately and uh it, it, it's really good, really good feeling. That's awesome. Yeah. Congratulations on the, on the award. It's, uh, yeah. you know, you're, you're a great person. So it's, uh, you definitely deserve it. I've, uh, <laughs> I've been, I've, I've been following your, your podcast, uh, as much as I can. And you know, I yeah. definitely do have some great, great conversations. So, and I, and I agree with you. I, I think the, the co-host feature for me personally is mm-hmm. a lot easier for me to be able to discuss, let's say a certain topic. Uh, I'm the yeah. type of person that once I, get on a topic and if I'm let's say knowledgeable or passionate about it I can go on and on and on and um, you know discuss with people and, and I enjoy it a lot but when I kind of am by myself or um, you know doing the podcast let's say just me talking um, mm-hmm. yeah. I do I do find that it's a bit tougher for me to 
kind of find a topic, stick to it and be able to kind yep. of elaborate on what I I'm thinking um, and actually kind of getting it out of my head and, and being able to kind of say it, you know, in a, in a good way and, and come across mm-hmm. really well. So I'm, I'm appreciative that anchors come out with the code yeah. because it allows me to be able to kind of connect with like-minded people, but not mm-hmm. only that, but be able to kind of um, have great conversations about, you know, either, you know, mundane day-to-day things or even just, you know, good, good topics that we can kind of go back and forth on and, and discuss. Right. So it, keep, it keeps me on track a bit more, I feel. Yes, uh, I agree a hundred percent. Like um, just uh, getting a different perspective on things. Um, I actually, earlier tonight, I, I talked with someone who actually supports president Trump. Um, and I thought I would never run into somebody like that on anchor, but um uh, yeah, it was just a random, um, I, I tapped on the Trump uh, bubble and uh, this guy who, um, he, he was kind of, uh, I don't, I don't know what was going on back there, but, uh, uh, <laughs> but it was kind of a weird conversation and, uh, but um, it was uh, something that I would never have thought I would be talking about on Anchor and, and boom, it, it happened. So. I don't know if I'll ever post that one. <laughs> it, it, it is kind of weird, but, um, and it got cut off as well. It didn't complete. Um, but yeah, keep your ear out. You, you might hear it. I, I'm not sure. <laughs> but yeah, the feature is really good. I haven't had much, uh, uh, anything bad happen on it. Um, just uh, there was an incident where, uh, I think the guy was pranking people and just mumbling and he, it was clearly incoherent and um, and then he just hung up. So uh, other than that, it, it's very positive and uh, a, a great addition to the Anchor app. For sure. No, I, I totally agree. And I mm-hmm. think it's 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 good because you can, um, like you said, the Trump thing was uh, surprising for you, but you were able to kind of get that spontaneous conversation yeah. with, so with someone that you don't even know. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, I had exactly. a, I, I, you know, I, I, I try to go on once in a while to the new to anchor bubble um, yes. and see if I can, you know, meet some people that have just come on to anchor and be able to mm-hmm. hear their first impressions on it. And I ended up going on with a guy from India and uh, yes, I heard that conversation very, very well done. Very yeah. Good. Thank you. Yeah. So he, he's an awesome guy. And, you know, just from that conversation, you know, we're connected on Instagram and we're, you know, talking to each other and, you know, helping each other out in different things, not just with Anchor. And it, it just because of that random conversation that that popped up. So it's um, that's kind of I like the spontaneous kind of uh, feeling yes. of of getting on there. And I'm a pretty spontaneous person. So I'm mm-hmm. uh, not necessarily the hey, this is what I'm going to do. And this is the time I'm going to do it. And, you know, with certain things, but I'm more of a very spontaneous kind of I feel like doing this, let's do it. Or I feel like doing this, let's go do it. Or yeah. I want to talk about this, let's talk about this. Or like, that, that's kind of my personality. So, mm-hmm. um, I, I, And you live in a great city for that. Uh, Vancouver, Canada, one of the most beautiful cities in the world. Uh, I've been there once and I loved it. Uh, Stanley Park is one of the greatest parks in the world. Um, loved it there. Um, so yeah, you're very lucky uh, to live there. And um, uh, how long have you have you lived there all your life, or how long have you been there? 
Well, basically, I, I grew up here, so I was I was born in Vancouver. Uh, I'm not too mm-hmm. far from Stanley Park, actually. It's a it's a neighborhood called Cole Harper, uh, which is mm-hmm. close to the Western Bayshore Hotel. Um, some people may know where that is or not, um, but it's pretty much a let's say eight minute drive from Stanley Park. Okay, um, yeah. so it's right on the in the marina there, and um, I lived there oh, yeah. for um, how long? Maybe twelve, thirteen years, mm-hmm. um, and then I ended up mm-hmm. moving to Victoria for a couple of years. Um, yeah. probably about two or three years um, because of my dad's job opportunity. And mm-hmm. then we didn't, we had a lot of family on the island. So, you know, it was good for that. Um, but it didn't really work out for us. My dad, you know, originally comes from Iran. So he's used to a massive big city. Um, and of course, living in Vancouver was the first place he came when he moved here uh, 25 years ago. So oh. he missed the big city. My mother, of course, grew up in Alberta. So she was used to the quiet farm life. Um, didn't really matter to her very much. So we ended up moving mm-hmm. back actually um, after two and a half years, I believe. So now they live over closer to Kitsilano Beach. Um, and they've been there for, I think we've been here for almost seven years now. And okay. I recently just moved out on my own about, actually it's been exactly a year. This month was exactly a year that I've lived mm-hmm. in a new place. And right. I'm, I'm over in North Vancouver, so. Oh, okay. Just over the bridge. So, it's, right. So it, I, it is, it is my city. That's, that's how I look at it. My, <laughs> my, my two and a half year stint in Victoria was a uh, vacation for me. And uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm glad to be back in, in my city. Cause I honestly, I, I, I don't picture myself living permanently in any other city besides Vancouver. Yeah, um, no, I, I, I definitely wouldn't move. <laughs> yeah. And it, it, it's based on, on it, the, on the uh, real estate alone. If you own property, yeah, it's only going up. <laughs> yeah, well, that, that's the thing. It's mm-hmm. there's a lot of like if if you're if you're positive about it, there's a lot of positive things to talk about. Of you know, mm-hmm. when you talk about Vancouver, um, mm-hmm. if you're a realist, um, there's a lot of let's say negative things that you could bring up uh, if you look at it in that point of view. Um, mm-hmm. As in real estate prices, uh, gas prices are insane here at the moment. Right. Um, what, what's what's your gas price right now? Well, right now, well, I'm I'm driving a truck, so my work mm-hmm. truck. So thankfully, it only takes 87 gas, so it's a cheapy. Um, but for that, right now, I think we're at a dollar fifty-six a liter. Oh. Yeah. So oh. It, it fluctuates between like one fifty to one fifty-six. Oh um, my! It, it was at one one sixty about a month ago. Oh. Um, but that's for like your basic gas. Like if you've got, you know, a, an eight cylinder or a right. luxury car or, or a big truck that takes, you know, 90, 91 octane, mm-hmm. you're, you're over a dollar 70 for sure. Oh, wow. So, you know, yeah, not, not I, I thought like, I, I know last night, me and my, uh, my business partner, we were comparing gas prices to Europe mm-hmm. and we're actually not that far off from Europe's gas prices. So, wow. and I know that Europe's gas prices are always skyrocketed pretty high, especially in it, Germany. Now, do you know anything about it? Like, is it because of taxes or because you guys are really close to Alberta where most of the gas comes from, I would think. Well, so basically not, what, basically, basically what they're doing is they're just, they're just taxing it like crazy. And of yeah. course we have the carbon tax as well. So right. that's on top of all of the other taxes that they put on us. Um, it To me, it doesn't really make sense because the most expensive part about gas is refining it, right? Mm-hmm. So we have about, I think my business partner said we have about three or four refineries in the general vicinity of Vancouver. 
And, you know, you can, someone can correct me if I'm wrong, but um, that's what he told me. And that's what we researched. And to me, I'm not super knowledgeable about what exact taxes that they're actually putting onto gas. I have no idea. (laughs) But as far as I know, um, Mm. we are the heaviest taxed gas city in Canada. Yeah. So it's the average, I believe the average gas price in Canada was between a dollar a dollar twenty to like a dollar forty, I think. Yeah, like in between yeah. there. Right now, we're I think we're at a dollar thirty ish in in Hamilton. Yeah, and that's pretty yeah. average. Like that's usually yeah. what. And gas prices were like that like a year ago or in a year and a bit mm-hmm. ago. I remember, and it's funny because I I can reminisce back to the point where when I was younger before I moved to Victoria. I remember the yeah. gas war, and gas was like <laughs> seventy cents or something or yeah <laughs> seventy eighty cents, and it was just like. And I remember it too. I, of course, I wasn't yeah. driving, but now I'm driving, and it's like, oh boy, it's 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 heavy on the wallet. But I know see what's going on with that. It's like, and we don't have any control over it, so we just gotta pay it. Everyone has to drive, so yeah, yeah. And it, unfortunately, it, I think it. I think it's it, it's a it's very hard for a lot of people, and I know it is because you know mm-hmm. my parents are going through it, and they don't. They're not the wealthiest people so they're Mm -hmm. of course you know either choose and they have to drive my dad works in metro town and which is um, an hour or so drive from where they live in in burnaby so he um he has to drive he drives to work and it's it's either he catches the bus to work and pays for his you know bus passes or he pays the you know whatever 300 dollars a month 400 dollars a month for gas right so it's and and the bus pass costs pretty much you know, like 200 bucks for, for a two zone here for mm-hmm. a month. So it's kind of like 200 bucks for a bus or like 300 something for a car. So his mind yeah. driving is a bit more practical. So, right. Yeah. You're, you're not waiting for people and stuff like that. So it's a yeah. good convenience to have, but unfortunately right. if you don't have the, the money to, to afford it, it's, it's hard for a lot of people. Yeah. That's well, so. Yeah, so I will not be complaining about gas prices for a while <laughs> now that I know that knowledge. Yeah, uh, but <laughs> it's it is what it is and the thing is is that you people choose to live here and yeah. it's a hard city and mm-hmm. you have to be very smart to live here financially. You yeah. have to have a good plan, you have to know what you're doing and unfortunately a lot of people don't have that. But if you do have it, there are trade-offs as in gas prices and real estate prices and you mm-hmm. know if you can find any other negatives about it to me that's the two biggest ones yeah Um, but besides that you know it's a i would never trade it for anything regardless i'll Mm -hmm. put up with the gas prices i don't own real estate yet so Mm. right um i don't think i'll be owning any real estate in vancouver anytime soon so i'm not too worried about that (laughs) (laughs) yeah i i've seen some of the homes that are worth a million dollars and it like over here like my home probably would be worth over a million dollars in in vancouver so <laughs> it, yeah it, it's like, just amazing you can't get anything here for a million dollars yeah <laughs> a house at least yeah wow crazy yeah. so i see we've gone over 15 minutes so how long does this actually go for oh um right so this is a, a recording with friends so i'm not sure exactly uh how long we can go but um, I just got off a call with uh, Kevin Touch, and it was uh, 40, about forty-five minutes. Oh uh, wow! Yeah. <laughs> so Never yeah, mind I know that. you got. I was, I was yeah, getting I worried when it was fourteen minutes and fifty oh. seconds. I was like, no, 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 it's going <laughs> to no, cut not off. Again. It's cut yeah, off. Not, not again. Not again. No, uh, no, we got more time this time. 
Awesome. Uh, yeah, Kevin, Kevin Touch and I were talking like maybe the 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 co-host feature needs to be thirty minutes. Uh, maybe fifteen is too short, but um, I don't know. There's there's pros and cons to that as well. Yeah, I think it's I think it's a, it's more of a kind of spontaneous you know quick conversation. So I yes. think they're trying to keep it probably a bit more on the shorter side, so you can maybe get more of them on there, and it's not a, a long thing for people to listen to. I guess I don't know. Right. That's my right. philosophy on it. Yeah, so. and like in server space, is server space cheap? Like, because I'm thinking like how how is Anchor paying? I know they have a lot of funding like millions of dollars but uh do you know anything about how like they have to store these conversations yeah i um, haven't i have no clue okay. they're asking the wrong person <laughs> i'm i'm a techie in sort certain things yeah. like mm-hmm. anything to do with apple i'm a techie right. but if you tell me about servers or data processors yeah. or whatever yeah i'm, I'm, I'm it, it's like it's like I, trying to speak a different language to me yeah no, no i was just hoping that uh i mean i was just throwing it out there maybe possibly you could know but that's okay <laughs> yeah it's it's interesting though like i understand what you're what you're what you're talking about it's mm-hmm. it, it can be i don't know if they they would obviously be stored in a database obviously mm-hmm. but you obviously got to pay for that space hey i, I pay like a yeah. dollar fifty a month for extra icloud space so, right yeah um, i'm always debating whether or not i should use that or not but i, I already um pay for OneDrive, so I, I probably shouldn't pay for iCloud too. <laughs> yeah, I was kind of like, mm, I ended up getting the cheaper phone, so I mm-hmm. have like a 6s, so it has only I think the 32 gig memory. Oh yeah, and of course I have a lot of pictures and music, so then I was like, eh, it helps. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I always get those notifications. Oh, you, you need to back up your phone. You don't have space, so why don't you buy this for a dollar? Like, uh, I was like, all right. <laughs> <laughs> no. cost me 300 so, cost me 200 bucks a year i don't know something like yeah that. yeah it is cheap but um yeah so far i haven't uh submitted to apple and, and done that yet but I, I have a feeling i probably will do it eventually um yeah so uh originally we were going to talk about uh social media that's correct yes yeah um but we kind of went freestyle on them <laughs> hey I like freestyle. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Freestyles. Nothing wrong with freestyle. Yeah. Um, so w- what's the, the big social media trends that you're noticing right now in, in, in all these apps? Um, well, for Anchor, definitely the co-host feature for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we've, we've, we've talked a lot on that, so I won't go too in-depth with that. But definitely the co-host feature, I believe, is, is a big thing that I've been seeing and hearing, seeing people talk about. Um, for Snapchat, nothing mm-hmm. really. Um, yeah, Snapchat's kind of gone downhill pretty much. Um, I don't use it as much as I used to, mm-hmm. um, and it's it's not boring. It's just the thing that it's always been. So I think there's a lot of new things that are coming out and new innovations from Instagram, especially that catch my eye a lot more than Snapchat. Yeah. Um, for Instagram, um, different trends. Nothing really that pops out to mind mm-hmm. besides Twitch. Um, I'm oh, not sure yes, if, you, if you've read into yes, I, Twitch so I know, much. I know, I know about Twitch, yes. Yeah. I, so... I, I am a, not a big gamer as I used to be because of time. But, uh, yes, I'm fully aware of Twitch. It, it, it is uh, a really big platform now. And uh, we saw a few days or maybe weeks ago now 
uh, Drake got onto Twitch and was playing Fortnite with uh, a Twitch user, uh, Ninja or something. Ninja, yeah. Yeah, and it drew 600,000 views. Yeah, it was a lot. Yeah. <laughs> it was it was massive. And he, mm-hmm. he ended up, um, I'm not sure if that was the same one. I believe it was the same one. He ended up betting five five grand that the other guy couldn't win. And then uh, Ninja <laughs> ended up winning. So I'm right. not sure if he ended up sending over that 5000 like he promised. <laughs> but um, I'm assuming with the money he makes, he probably should have. So, mm-hmm. but um, yeah, that's definitely that's the the biggest one i know it's not necessarily from instagram but it's it's definitely one that i've caught my eye from different influencers on instagram discussing and talking about it or showing sharing Mm, different videos of of it. so it's it's one of the big ones that's caught my eye for sure yeah because like i'm i'm double the age of you i'm i'm 41 and when i grew up um nobody wanted to watch video games nobody like uh, not even while you were in the room not many people wanted to watch you play but now today it is huge um people just spectating the game they they don't have real interest in playing it themselves they're just what it just it, it it's so uh different from what the gaming culture is so different now than it than it was before um it's really remarkable what they've done. Um, no, I, I agree. And I, I think I think what that boils down to basically is I, <clears throat> I don't even necessarily think it's an interest in the game itself. I think basically what it is is human beings are interested in other people's lives to a very high degree. Um, mm-hmm. Not necessarily everybody, but big majority of people that use social media is so that they can, you know, quote unquote, creep on other people's lives. Um, and some people have, you know, interesting lives. Some people do a lot of cool things. They travel a lot and people like to see that because they, for example, may love traveling themselves, but they don't travel. So they love to watch other people do it, do something that they love to do. So Mm -hmm. I think how it, what it boils down to basically is people may love gaming. They may love, you know, playing video games, but they're watching it because not only are they passionate maybe about the game, but they're also passionate on seeing other people do something that they love. Right. So I think that's a big thing. And and for me, especially um, I'm a big fitness guy. So Mm -hmm. I love, you know, when I go on in my Instagram feed, you know, I, I enjoy watching, you know, workout videos. I enjoy watching bodybuilding videos. You know, Mm -hmm. I've watched pumped up with Arnold Schwarzenegger way too many times. (laughs) Um, That's a whole different story. But yeah, I think for me, I enjoy watching, let's say, you know, um, a men's physique competitor working out in the gym, not because I necessarily love the guy, right? but because I'm interested to see what he does because I'm passionate about what he does. So I like to see, Mm -hmm. you know, what kind of exercises is he doing? Uh, How is he doing it? What does he look like when he's doing it is, you know, and then I mentally picture myself doing it, comparing and being, okay, am I doing it like him? Mm -hmm. Because obviously I look at, the shape he's in and I'm like, Hey, that's the shape that I want that I'm going to be in eventually. And that's the shape I want to be in. Right. So I've got to model myself after those people. Right. Mm -hmm. And of course there's a lot of other variables in mind when it comes to that, but the basic fundamentals of it is I think that people love watching other people do things that they love. Exactly. And that draws draws people in. Right. Absolutely. And it, it's on the rise um, with esports. 
Um, I think in the future, esports may be just as big as major league real sports um, because of what you just said, because of uh, people can relate to these gamers because they play the exact same game in the exact same rules in the exact same environment as these gamers exactly. and, and they can relate to these gamers, um, these pro gamers um, and uh, their tactics and, and uh, what they, what they're doing to win. They can emulate very easily in their own home. And uh, I, I really think like if I had extra money to invest, uh, I, I think an esports team is the, the wave of the future um, uh, because I, I think people like the spectators of the future are going to be showing up in droves to watch these pro gamers uh, play. It, it, to me, it's insane, but, <laughs> but no, I agree to, people, to me. It's insane too. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, but these young people, um, like I have a couple kids and, and, and they, they're on YouTube. They're not watching uh, sports. They're not watching regular TV. They're watching other, they're watching their peers and they're growing up with their peers on YouTube. So they're probably going to be watching YouTube when they're older. I think, um, I think it's a, a, a safe assumption. Um, so um yeah, it, the media is going to be, and social media, I think it's going to be uh, fairly different in the future um, because of the, this environment we're in right now. No, and I, I totally agree with you. I think, I think basically times are changing and I, I'm 19 years old. And to <laughs> me, like, I'm like, when I was younger, yeah, I would play, you know, NH12 or, right. you know, FIFA 12. You know, a lot of sports because I was a big sports guy. I was a big Canucks fan. Um, oh. <laughs> now they suck. Um, I, so I, that's why I was a Canucks fan. Yeah. Um, I played rugby all through high school. I played soccer. I played mm-hmm. basketball, things like that. So I was super into that. So when I played um, video games, I played all the sports games. But I also loved watching sports because mm-hmm. I could, you know, I thought I was, I, I played like, floor hockey and stuff like that in a, in a league and i was you know the goalie and i was i would watch roberto luongo on the canucks and i was like oh, that's yeah. gonna be me one day like i can't skate but that's gonna be me one day <laughs> and of course that's not gonna happen because that's not what i want right anymore but what drew me towards that was uh something that i was passionate about mm-hmm. and i was able to kind of live vicariously in the future by watching these people Mm-hmm. And I think what's changed is basically with YouTube and with Twitch and with Instagram and with Snapchat, you can live vicariously through these people's lives even mm. more than you could by watching sports or by That's watching true. Uh, yeah. a soap opera or whatever, mm-hmm. CSI Miami or whatever, because you know, it's real. Right. So if you're watching, you know, Drake play Fortnite, you know, he's actually playing it you can watch it and i know that's why those six hundred thousand plus people came to watch was because it was right. drake exactly and yeah massive fan base mm-hmm. but i think not with drake but in general people love to live vicariously through other people not for malicious reasons but because they're passionate about that person 
right. not, necessarily, not necessarily who they are, but what they do because they may love what they do. So it gets back mm-hmm. to my previous point. Yeah. I love looking at fitness because I can, I could technically vicariously live my life through a certain person or persons and pretend that it's me and be like, that's going to be me one day. And to me, that's motivation. So mm-hmm. for other people that may be video games, they may want to be the next big gamer like Ninja. Right. Or for another kid, it may be, you know, following Gary Vaynerchuk, which is also me, mm-hmm. um, who's a big, you know, business guy. And I like to live my life vicariously through him and be like, you know, that's going to be me one day. Mm-hmm. So that's the big thing that stands out to me. And even though I may not play video games or whatever, that doesn't matter. Human beings are always the same. We like to do things and we like to look at things or interact with things that we Mm -hmm. love or that we wish we could do through other people. So I think that's only going to increase exponentially as the years go by. Yeah. And it does appear that way. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm picturing, you know, 20 years down the road, 30 years down the road, God willing, if I'm still around, (laughs) you know, I've got to say that. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Just for, do you want to jinx it? (laughs) I'm not jinxing it. Um, Just for, just thinking about what the world will be like. And I only see this virtual reality and mm-hmm. people, this is what I think. I think virtual reality is going to get to a point where influencers like, um, like Gary Vaynerchuk or like, um, you know, all the big YouTube people yeah, um, will be wearing, you know, will be filming themselves through that virtual reality. And you can literally just go in, put your virtual reality glasses on, or right. contacts or whatever mm-hmm. and literally live that person's life and they can mm. go and do the things they do and it'll be like a youtube video right. but you'll be living through that person you'll see life through their eyes so you can escape mm. your own life and you can sit there on your couch or you can sit there in your bed or wherever on the on the toilet probably and <laughs> li- and live your life through all those other people's eyes because <laughs> yeah. unfortunately it's the truth but a lot of people don't like their lives a lot of people no. hate the way yep. that they're living. Yeah. And unfortunately, that's the mindset that people have. So in order for them to escape out of their life, instead of trying to change it, they just want to jump into someone else's life. So mm-hmm. I see that mm-hmm. being yeah, a that, massive thing in the future. That, that could be the future right there. It, it's kind of, I haven't seen the movie, but uh, Ready Player One. Um, I haven't it, seen it either, no. no yeah, but I, I think you just dis- kind of described part of that movie where uh, and it takes place in in the in the distant future where um uh, he he puts on a virtual reality world and it's called oasis and it's a different world from reality completely and you get to live the life that you always wanted so um yeah that movie (laughs) could become reality (laughs) yeah i've seen a trailer of it um Mm -hmm. i know it's in theaters i think um but yeah it's still in theaters i haven't seen it yet heard good things about it but yeah when when you were talking about that it it just sparked my memory of of that trailer and that movie um that uh ready player one so yeah that yeah that's very interesting um and i and i totally can see it because um we already kind of see it now with with social media and and there were apps like uh i think it was called real life or um i can't remember it it was 
like the sims but it was more of a social media you could create your own character and okay i can't remember the name of it yeah, it was I've actually in the office if you watch the uh, american office yeah um jim made a character in the in this game and then dwight had one as well and uh, <laughs> uh i'm i'm on season two of the office right now oh, okay. so I might not you're, have you'll reached that it. yet. <laughs> you'll see it. Yeah. And, and, and you'll say, oh, that's what uh, KMC was talking about. Yeah. <laughs> but it, it's coming up it, it, when you see it. But um, yeah, there's uh, virtual ro- worlds uh, available to us today. and uh, But it's just going to be a whole new level in the future, I think. I think you're exactly right on that. Yeah. And. And it's like if you look at it, it it, it can be a positive thing because a lot of people mm-hmm. can use it um, for good and for a lot of you know mm-hmm. ways to help people out or improve. Like I might sound like a broken record, but <laughs> fitness is usually always my metaphor that I use. Yeah. Um, <laughs> okay. I, I it's easily relatable to, to for me and it's easy to explain. But I can see someone putting on virtual through a workout. And talking to people and saying, okay, now this is what we're going to do. This is what we're going to do. And people that want to reach those goals or want to do that will go to the gym. They'll have something on their contacts or glasses, and they'll be able to see the workout and do it at the same time and be able to follow it exactly. Mm-hmm. And it'll be like, and mm-hmm. it'll be like a personal trainer. Right. So if someone comes up with that, Hey, maybe I should come up with that. <laughs> um, I see yeah. personal trainers coming obsolete because if mm-hmm. you could have a pre-recorded video in virtual reality while right. you're at the gym, you could technically not even be in the gym, but still be able to get per- tra- personally trained right, professionally exactly. yep. while being in the gym and still actually experiencing it for yourself, you know? Exactly. Yeah. You would put that profession completely obsolete. <laughs> yeah. Cause in that sense, mm-hmm. why pay a hundred dollars an hour for a personal right. trainer? Why don't right. you pay a monthly, a monthly fee Mm-hmm. for your for your for your workout plan and you have right. a real person that goes through and you know okay this is what i want this is what i want and then they put those videos together of course they're pre-recorded yeah and you pay your monthly subscription fee to be a part of it and you get those videos every every week you get your workouts for every day or whatever mm-hmm. three days a week and you go and do it or you yeah. do it at your house yeah. or whatever <laughs> so yeah personal trainers yeah no, that, you know no, that, unfortunately that you lost a very viable idea <laughs> Yeah, so who knows? I'm surprised Maybe, it's not available right now. <laughs> well, you know what? Maybe it'll be available very soon. Yeah, you should definitely pitch that. <laughs> I should probably not publish that because people are going to steal that yeah. idea now. <laughs> yeah. Well, but yeah, well, so it's but, it's a crazy world we live in, but I think it's only going to yeah. get crazier. And hopefully if I live a long life, I'll be able to right. experience it. And yes, it's, it's interesting to talk to people from different uh What's it called? What's the word I'm looking for? Different years, you know. You're you're 41. I'm 19. Yep. You know, you you grew up in a in a time where we didn't have a lot of the things we have now. Yes. I'm not saying you're old, <laughs> um, but you understand what I'm saying. You, yes. Yes. You know, oh yeah. No. I, I there was that. no Instagram. There was no, no Snapchat. No, no, there was no, no I, YouTube. You no. know. Yeah. I, so I, I've seen the evolution of the internet. It, it started up as just these little websites that didn't really contain much info. It was just a kind of a neat kind of thing. And now we see what it is today and it's just getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And, 
and uh, we're more dependent on it than ever before. Like when the the internet used to go out, well, the ISP used to go out a lot and uh, it wasn't that big of a deal. Now, today, if an ISP drops its signal, it's a big deal. People are panicking. People don't know what to do with themselves. Uh, It's not a really good thing, but um, that's just the way that it is right now. Well, it's to the point where it used to be, well, I guess it still kind of is, but mm-hmm. it's like if you if you forgot your wallet, you feel naked. Where's my wallet? I yeah. don't have my wallet. I have mm-hmm. no my cards. Now it's like if you forget your phone, well, plans are canceled. We're flying <laughs> home. I need to get my phone. Yeah. <laughs> like, and, and yeah. I'm, 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 like, I'm like that. You know, if mm-hmm. I forget my wallet, I'm like, okay, I forget my wallet. That probably means that I don't have my driver's license with me, so I shouldn't drive. Right. Um, we won't say anything more on that topic. Um, <laughs> but I don't have my debit, whatever. Okay, I can get by. It'll be fine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'll just get it when I get home. If I don't have my phone. I'm like, how am I going to contact people? My girlfriend's going to freak out thinking I'm dead. Right. Uh, you know, what if I need to talk? What if someone calls me and I'm not there? What if a client calls me? It's like, okay, I need to go home and get it or I need to go back and grab it. Mm-hmm. And in that moment, it's it's honestly like anxiety. Like you, you panic. Yeah. And after the situation's over and I'm able to kind of look at it, you think about it and you're like, wow, you realize how dependent I, I, I realize how dependent I am on a mini computer in my pocket mm-hmm. because that mini computer called an iPhone literally holds almost my whole life. Yeah. A portion of it. My laptop holds the rest of it. Cause I got to back it up once in a while. Right. Exactly. But yeah my photos my contacts my phone mm-hmm. like phone numbers all of my yeah. social media you know right and, and for a lot of people that's their and, life and right? if you have your credit card on there you could pay exactly yeah like yeah, i do social crazy. i do social media marketing so i have mm-hmm. um three clients instagrams linked to my instagram account so i manage them that way so for me that's my business Mm-hmm. So I'm like, if I don't have my phone, I don't have my business. Right. So I'm naked. I feel like <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm missing my I'm missing my right arm, and I gotta go find it. So it's 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 you just have to. I think you just have to accept that the, that's the way that it is right now. It is, yeah. And I and I think a lot of people from older generations are looking at it as a bad thing. Like, oh, you're way too dependent. Like back in my day, we never did this. And like, mm-hmm. I'm speaking from my parents' perspective right now, and I'm right, sure a lot right. of other people. But, you know, we didn't have this, like, you're so dependent on this, like, you know, you just need to put it down, blah, blah, blah. And it's, it's like, no disrespect, but unfortunately, this is the way that the world is. And Mm -hmm. you could put your whole life on this phone. And like you said, your credit card, your debit card, you know, PayPal, all of your photos, all of your contacts. And for a lot of people, that's the way that it is. So for a lot of these people saying, oh, you know, these are all going to go obsolete. Like YouTube's never going to make it. Like we're going to go back to listening to vinyl, t- uh, vinyl, <laughs> right. uh, vinyl records and sure. watch- yeah. And, you know, going to Toys R Us and buying toys for our kids. Right. And uh, no. it's like, no, unfortunately, like you're blind. That's not the way it's going. No. So no, it's, there, uh, there, there, there's definitely no Renaissance for, for those companies. Um, it's, you got to evolve or die. And, and that's always, that's how it's always been. So I don't see it changing I, I anytime yeah. soon. 
No. And it's funny because last night, actually, I was having a conversation with, with my business partner about Toys R Us because he, he didn't know that Toys R Us was in the drain. Mm. And I don't know if they're, I don't know if they went bankrupt or if they just closed down practically all of their stores or if they're completely obsolete. I haven't checked up on it well, recently. Well, uh, in the States, they're, they, they, they're done. But in Canada, they're still operational. Yeah. So, so we were having a conversation about it and he was saying, well, you know, what was, what was wrong with Toys R Us? And he said, you know, why wouldn't parents want to go? And he's, he's, he's over 50. So he's, you know, he's not, you know, stuck in the old, you know, in the old times or whatever. He's pretty up to date and savvy with everything. So he, but he, he asked me, he said, you know, what was wrong with Toys R Us's business model? Um, and I think he knew he was just asking me, but I, and I, mm-hmm. and I mentioned, I said, well, you know, I said, if I was a parent and if I wanted to get something either for my kids or for a birthday party or whatever, I would have to put clothes on, get in my car. I don't have gas. I got to go get gas. Okay. I got to go drive to Toys R Us. I got to go through and find it. I've got to go walk through the store. Does Toys R Us have an online catalog and can you order it and will they ship it to you? No, I'd have to go Mm -hmm. to the store and be lazy. Right. Or I could just go onto Amazon. I could just type in kids toys Right. And find one and be like, this is good enough. Okay, I have Prime. All right, it'll come here tomorrow. I can right. order it three days before the birthday party. Right. And it'll show up the day of. And I don't even have to get out of my bed. <laughs> so yeah. as lazy as that sounds, yeah, I know. it's convenient, right? Absolutely. So as the world is getting more and more inclined to convenience, people don't want to go to stores. People don't. That's why all of the department stores at least like in canada all the department stores mm-hmm. are, are are dying if not dead already yes very much we have so. the hudson's bay in vancouver which is yep. closing sears oh, is closed yeah the sears bay is, is dead yeah um, the bay, yeah sears, it, sears, sears target, sears was target only lasted a few months <laughs> <laughs> see i was excited for target they put <laughs> they had target you know not too far away from my place and i was like yes mm-hmm. target they're gonna have yeah. all of the american candy and all yeah. the all the good stuff that the Americans have, and of right. course they did, and it was like, no. um And then they just suddenly were like, yeah, we're closing all of our stores. We didn't make it. Everyone hates us, so they yeah. left. Um, but I think the problem, but I think it's the same with all the big box office stores. Right. They're not evolving. Amazon is taking them. I know there's other online retailing stores, but yes. Amazon, of course, is the number one. Um, Absolutely. Yep. He, Jeff Bezos, has taken over. He already has. And all these box office stores failed to adapt, like you said, and mm-hmm. they died. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, it's a circle of life. Um, and that's just the way that it works sometimes. Yeah. So, and I said, you know what, if, if toy, back to Toys R Us, I said, if Toys R Us put out an online catalog like Amazon, yep. and you were able to go through, and I know they had Babies R Us and stuff like that. If, right. if, if they had an online catalog where you could go through and shop, you know, ask people questions on the website, like, mm-hmm. you know, have like tech support or whatever. And you could go and order it and they'd ship it to you in a Toys R Us delivery man or would, they would send it through Canada Post or FedEx right. or whatever. Exactly. Yeah. Bring it right to your door within, you know, three or four business days. I don't think that they would have they would have died. I think no. they would have been able to still hold on. Yes, I agree 100%. Like, even just making an, an app that uh, people can download and the, the shipping process is easy and quick like Amazon and... I think they were to survive, no problem, because people, that's where people are going first. It's not, it's not the second option anymore. It's the first option is Amazon for a lot of people. 
So, well, think, think about it. If, if you're interested in, in buying something, if mm-hmm. you search it in Google and okay, I, I don't, from, from your picture, you like baseball, obviously, yes. unless you just like the hat. No, um, no, no. Cause I, I wear a New York a Yankees big, hat and I don't yeah. like New York Yankees. So um, <laughs> I'm a big Blue Jays fan, but anyways, go okay, on. good. Yeah. So let's say you wanted to buy um, a baseball hat. You wanted to buy the Toronto Blue Jays. Mm-hmm. If you type Toronto Blue Jays baseball hat in Google, what's the yeah. first search engine? What's the yeah. first search that's going to come up? Right, Probably Amazon. Amazon. Yeah. Not, you know, the Hudson's Bay, not Sears, no. not whatever, Mark's Work Warehouse. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> like Amazon's the first one that's coming out because yeah. unfortunately, not unfortunately, but fortunate for them and for everyone else, they've adapted and they've literally taken over. So it's, they're pretty much a government themselves. So if they've made it convenient for people. Yes, so absolutely. It's, that's just the way that it is. Yeah, it's just the, exactly. That should be the title of this podcast. That's just the way that just, it is. That's just the way that it is. <laughs> Adopt or die. Exactly. Well, I, I, I know that uh, you got to head out soon. Yeah, so. I'm, I I'm look, just looked at the time and I'm like, yeah. oh, I've got to drive. 40 minutes to work, and so I'll be 10 minutes late, but eh, that's all right. Oh, ooh, it was I, worth it. <laughs> well, thanks. Yeah, if I knew that, I would have uh, uh, let you go a little earlier, but yeah, thanks for no, this. This, I, I, this I has been got, great. I kind of got carried, carried, it cut carried away a bit. So, <laughs> okay. No regrets. No, no, this is good. This is this is really good stuff. I, I'm sure our, our listeners will enjoy this segment, and uh, yeah, it was really great talking with you, Isaiah. I think we'll definitely be doing it again sometime in the near future. And uh, yeah, have have a good one. Yeah, for sure. I really appreciate it. It was definitely a pleasure having you on here again. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's, it's great to finding like-minded people. And it's, it's refreshing, as to say, because it's not every day that you find people that you can have a good conversation with for 45 minutes. So yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, it's definitely refreshing for me, especially okay. at my age. So I really appreciate it. So I'll, uh, we'll stay in contact. Yep. And uh, we'll definitely uh, do this again. All right. For sure. Have a good rest of the night. night. You too. Bye. Yep.